Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, Amen. This last week I was reading an article that another pastor had written about conflict in churches. And he mentioned how at one point he had someone in his congregation who was a former state senator. And he thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to get this guy on the church board? But when he asked the man, the former state senator refused because he said he felt church boards were too cutthroat. (laughs) The pastor writes, I found this to be incredible. This man worked at the highest levels of state government, and he felt politics were less toxic than volunteering for a leadership role on the board of his local church. Now, it would be Pollyanna to think that churches should be places that are free of conflict and everyone just gets along. There is nothing special about Christians that makes them good, healthy relationships more than anyone else. In fact, many of us are here because we need reminders and encouragement like those in today's gospel reading. And not to mention what we are trying to do, live our lives together, is hard. Just think of how hard it is for families. Like, if you go on a trip, every additional person that you add on introduces another dynamic that you get to work with. Church communities are trying to do that, sometimes with more than a hundred people. So we need to acknowledge that what we're trying to do is difficult, and we need to give this more attention than most Christians and most churches do. Our relationships and how we handle conflict together as a faith community is not something that's tangential. As Jesus tells us in what we just heard, it is on par with worship. What happens in the healthy resolution of conflict, he says, is akin to what is happening in the Eucharist. And though we might not be uniquely gifted to do any of this well, Following Jesus means we are trying to get better at it and let God transform us in this area. The instruction Jesus gives in today's passage is what to do if someone offends you. And he lays it out very clearly. And notice, it's usually the opposite of what people tend to do. Like when someone does something that bothers us, like, It seems like they ignore us when we say hi, or they do or say something we don't like, or they don't ask our opinion on something, and then that 
frustration and hurt starts to come up, the first move is usually just avoid it. Push it back down, say it's okay when it's not okay. Or we litigate the offense over and over in our heads. How dare they do that? Oh my gosh. Or we try to distract ourselves so we can just move on. Other times we just have to tell someone else and get that satisfaction of having them being repulsed with us. Maybe we need to tell a few more people, round up a whole gang to share our grievance, or get on social media or other echo chambers where we can say whatever we want without any accountability. We can also write an anonymous note. And if we're still bothered after all that, we can evict the person from our lives or leave their circle ourselves. This might feel like the problem is solved because we don't have to deal with them until years later when someone else does or says something that hits our baggage in the same way and we're right back there. All of these things are temporary fixes and none of them brings real resolution. These avoidant and roundabout ways just make the problem bigger and so much harder than if we just went to the person. And the consequences are many. Like when we don't go to them, the person who caused the offense doesn't get that chance to explain. Like maybe they didn't mean to ignore us, they didn't even see us. Or they don't get the chance to say, I'm sorry, and make amends. Not going to them means they don't get the information that they need. Maybe they don't even know what they're doing is a problem and they could make some changes. And when we gossip and triangulate, we are also putting the burden of the offense on those people that we're talking to. And now it's something that they have to carry when they really didn't need to in the first place. And chances are, if reconciliation does someday happen with the offender, that other person isn't going to get to be part of it. And lastly, when we transmit our hurt and negativity out into the world, rather than letting it be transformed, there is a ripple effect of many causes. We are not made to live this way. We are not made for broken relationships. Our theology says that God is reconciling all of creation and us as part of it, healing it, making it whole. That's what's signified in communion, that in sharing one bread and one cup, we are made one. We are being reconciled to God and one another and all that is in a way that we simply can't achieve on our own. And that is supposed to extend beyond the communion table and be lived out in real life, which is what Jesus is talking about in the passage. He says, if someone offends, go to that person directly and share your concerns with them. Starting one-to-one -one shows respect to the other person by giving them that opportunity to hear them out. It also keeps the involved parties limited to those who actually need to know. And then Jesus says, if that doesn't work, bring in another person to help, like a mediating figure, a neutral third party who can help facilitate. 
This could be a mutual friend, a counselor, a pastor. In our tradition, we are fortunate to have the diocese, which can step in and offer this support to our churches. This person can bring some perspective and help find common ground as you navigate the way forward. If that doesn't work, Jesus says, tell the whole community, which is not getting up on the mic and publicizing someone's faults. This is more like, let the community know there is a conflict. We have reached somewhat of an impasse. This is an issue that we are dealing with. You make it public so that it's not being talked about in secret, and it's a form of transparency and open communication. I've been in communities where this has happened, and just naming that elephant in the room did so much to alleviate the tensions and help us work on a way forward. And finally, Jesus says, if none of that works, treat the person like a tax collector or a Gentile. Which is not to say, write them off, but rather, treat them as Jesus treats the tax collector and the Gentile with extra grace. It is no accident that this teaching comes after the parable of the lost sheep. So Jesus is saying, have compassion for where they are at. And truthfully, you have already done the hard part in identifying the pain and putting words to it. Now you can forgive and release it and let God handle the rest from there. What Jesus teaches here is immensely practical. You could even call it the best practices for healthy communication, particularly for people who are wanting to be in community together and who are in ongoing relationships. And what is going on is also very profound. In that process of identifying and articulating our pain and then reaching out to the other person, we are sharing something very real of ourselves. We aren't hiding by avoiding it or attacking or being defensive. To do this, as Karen Scott says in the book Fierce Conversations, is to come out from behind ourselves in the conversation and make it real. And it is to enter into sacred space it's why Jesus says, when you gather in this way, I will be there. The other places he says that when we do something, he will be present is when we share communion. And he says this about when we care for the person in need. And also when we gather together in this way, which suggests our very conversations and how we relate to each other has sacramental possibility. Conflict is part of life, but we don't have to be afraid of it. We can see it as an opportunity to participate in God's healing, freeing, and reconciling plan for creation. And when we do this, Christ will be there. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints, or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, 
please visit allsaintspdx.org.